Welcome to BBNN Book Reviews. We are your hosts, Annika and Christian. And we are crazy fanatics for all books and love giving honest and constructive feedback on them. Today we are going to be talking about the book Their Eyes Were Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. So now tell me, Christian, what's a little bit about this book? Um, so this book follows a young woman named Janie throughout her life. Um, she starts off living with her grandmother because both of her parents have died. And she grows from that through multiple relationships and struggles. And by the end of the book, she's an entirely new person. Oh, yeah. So we'd call this probably like a coming-of-age book, right? Yeah, because in the beginning, it's like she's growing up. But even when she's an adult, she continues to grow. Interesting. Wait, is she the character who has like three husbands? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's, well, that's a lifestyle, considering especially that time period. Next, we'd like to introduce a person who has been studying the historical context of this book her whole life. Um, after this break, we'd like to introduce our guest, Dahlia. I'd like to welcome Dahlia. Hi, Dahlia. Hi. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming to our show. Um, I heard that you have a strong sense of historical background um, when it comes to this book. Oh, yes. You might even say I'm an expert in it. <laughs> um, all right. So let's dive right in. Um, so what do you think? So from what like time period do you think this like book takes place? Uh, I believe it takes place in the uh, early, late 1930s during the Harlem Renaissance. Okay. Um, so that was a time when a lot of uh, African-American writers began writing pieces in an attempt to uh, kind of combat the oppression they faced and the racism. Um, so that often involved uh, writing about le pieces about the misery um, many African-Americans had to face because due to their race and uh, writing about um, uh, portraying black people in a more positive way in order to combat the stereotypes they were often seen in the media. Oh, that's really interesting. So it was kind of a way for African-American writers to show like what things they faced in their everyday lives um, to a broader group of people. Exactly. But what I thought was really interesting about this when I was researching is that um, uh, Zora Neale Hurston's pieces weren't seen as, like, they were often criticized by Harlem Renaissance writers because she showed happiness in black communities as well as African Americans doing things that were considered immoral at the time. Um, overall, it wasn't seen as being political enough. Interesting. And like, do you think this this theme like came out through the like through the whole book, or were there like what are some what are certain events in which like this became more prominent? Um, well, for example, you could take uh, Janie leaving her husband so quickly to uh, Logan um, as something that would have been criticized at the time and maybe fallen into stereotypes of black women as being promiscuous, for example. Um, and additionally, uh, because she wrote about her character so realistically, uh, it made them less, um, uh, it didn't combat the, uh, pos the negative stereotypes as thoroughly as some of the other writings. 
Oh, so even though people didn't really wholeheartedly approve of these stories, were they still very popular among, like, um, Harlem Renaissance people, writers at the time? No, actually. In fact, uh, Zora Neale Hurston's work had kind of bit, almost, like, fallen out of fashion entirely. Uh, very few printings were left until... Um, Another writer, Alice Walker, published an article about Zora Neale Hurston in Ms. Magazine uh, that regenerated more interest in her work. Oh, and about what time was that? Um, I believe in the 1960s. Oh, okay. That's interesting. And then um, the book also mentions this huge hurricane, and I recently heard that this hurricane was actually a real event. Could you tell us more about it? Uh, yes, that was the hurricane of 1928, um, and like in the book, it hit uh, near Palm Beach and Lake uh, Okeechobee in the late 1920s, <laughs> um, and many of the people affected by that were poor farm workers like uh, Janie and Tea Cake and the Bahaman workers that they befriended. Um, and were the deaths as many as Janie had described in the book, like almost to the extent that they were lying on the streets and there a huge abundance of them? Most likely. That was the second deadliest hurricane in United States history. Uh, an estimated 2,500 people died, but there's no way of knowing how many there were in real life. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. That hurricane was pretty bad then. Um... Was Hurston a writer her whole life, or did she have other occupations? Uh, well, she wrote quite a lot. Um, overall, she she could be described as an anthropologist. Uh, she spent much of her life documenting uh, the lives, the songs, and the stories of Black communities in the South and the Caribbean. Um, but her books also serve to do that, even if not all of them are um, nonfiction. Okay, so that now brings us to... Our next topic of discussion, which will be more on Zora Neale Hurston. We'd like to bring in Phoebe after this break. Hi. Thank you for staying with us, Dahlia. Have a great day. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Welcome back. Um, now we are here with our next guest, Phoebe. She is an expert on Zora Neale Hurston, and yeah, so <laughs> um, let's start off with her early life. So where was Hurston born, and where did she spend most of her childhood? Although Hurston claimed to be born in Eatonville, Florida, which was also where the novel was set, she was in fact a toddler when she had moved there with her family in 1893. There, in the first incorporated all-black town in the country, she attended school until the age of 13. And in this town, Zora was never indoctrinated in, in inferiority, and she could see the evidence of black achievement all around her. So, Phoebe, tell us a little bit more about what indoctrinated in inferiority means for more of our younger viewers. Basically means that she didn't grow up believing that she was inferior to others, even though it was the common view at the time. Oh, so that's kind of similar to Janie in terms of like how Janie didn't really buy into those typical gender and racial stereotypes, and she kind of lived as a free spirit. Yeah. Um, Zora Neale Hurston and Janie, Janie actually have a lot of things in common. Zora frequently clashed with her father, who sometimes sought to squinch her rambunctious spirit. 
which is similar to Janie because she would be squinched by her first two husbands because her spirit was too rambunctious for them. Yeah, that definitely sounds like Janie because they both have like free spirits and didn't really like let others put them down. They just kind of like lived their own free lives Especially according to the them. Especially the men in like their in their history or in their families or yeah. like their the men who were closely related to her. It wasn't even on the society. It seemed like a more personal clash and yeah, and adding on to that, she knew how to make an entrance like Janie. She strode into an awards dinner and flung a long, richly colored scarf around her neck as she bellowed a reminder of the title of her winning play. Color struck. Her exultant entrance literally stopped the party for a moment, just as she had intended, which I think links back to Janie returning to Eatonville and every time basically just paused for a moment when she came back. Yeah, because they're almost like dumbfounded about how like how she perceived or how she displayed herself in front of everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that they were also all in awe about how she, instead of like waiting for a husband to come and get her, she like kind of took control of her own life, which and went off to be with her husband because she wanted to, which I think a lot of people like were really inspired by that. Yeah. So, like, what are some fun facts about? Um, about our author, like, we have heard about her personality and how it relates to the book, but what are some fun facts about her and, like, things that were good to know and, yeah. Well, after the death of her mother in 1904, Hurston's home life became increasingly difficult, and at 16, she joined a traveling theatrical company, ending up in New York City during the Harlem Renaissance. A few, le- a f- <laughs> a few years later, she graduated from Barnard, college and for two years pursued graduate studies in anthropology, like Dahlia said, at Columbia University. From there, her career took off, and in 1925, at a literary awards dinner, she claimed four awards for her books. She was the most successful and most significant black woman writer of the first half of the 20th century. Wow. Yeah. Despite all of her success, Eatonville was always home. The rural community near Orlando thrived as the first incorporated black township. Her preacher father, John Hurston, formulated the laws that governed Eatonville. And I think, again, this links back to Janie, and I think her own life inspired her writing for this book because she essentially is like Janie in many ways because... It's like her father is very similar to Jody in the fact that they're both very closely linked to the forming of Eatonville, whether in the fictional or real world. Yeah, and I think that the novel was so... It felt very... It has many parallels to her life. Right, and it just felt easy to read, and like you were really... I don't know, it felt like you were really submerged into the book, and and I think this was because she was able to have such a close perspective on the town and the way life worked back then since she literally lived through it she was able to portray this very nicely in her book and really engage the reader in a lot of ways okay well we've run out of time for this segment and i just want to say thank you so much phoebe for coming on the show and providing your insight onto the book well thank you for having me all right well when we come back annika and i will continue to discuss the book and later on we'll have two new guests who will discuss the book with us. 
Wow, that was really nice to have both Phoebe and Dolly come and give us more context on the book and like the historical aspect of it and more about Zora Neale Hurston. Um, what do you think like was the most mem memorable event in the book, Christian? That's a tough question. Um, well, okay, well first I'll have to issue a minor spoiler alert, well, major, but um, <laughs> I'd say the most memorable moment in the book was the storm because not only was it a great like plot point to it, like really change the plot line, but also it changed the dynamic between Jamie and Tea Cake. So, um, although like before they were just kind of living like the sweet life, like Tea Cake and Jeannie were like working and they were getting along fine, but now they were like fighting for their survival. So they really like depended on each other more, and it kind of I think strengthened their relationship. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like especially the fact when. Um, tea cake like went and like fought the dog for um, Janie and it, it was just great to see like such a strong relationship develop even further and I think before when they were living just on the farm or the prairie whatever you want to call it <laughs> um, I think it was they had a great relationship but it was more like entertaining and showing their relationship off to others and the storm really revealed another part of their relationship, was, which was, like, more vulnerable to an extent, but also showed, like, how great Janie and TK worked together. Yeah, I agree. Um, so now that we've talked a little bit about plot without spoiling too much, um, in terms of characters, which one do you think, like, related to you the most or you think that you, like, connected with? Um... I think I really, I, I really feel that Janie spoke to me, um, mostly because... She was not, of course, she was the main character, but also um, she, the way she changed and developed as a ca um, character through her various marriages, as well as her kind of having that free spirit, like, life and personality and feeling like, and not buying into, like, the gender and race, racism stereotypes. It was really, like, I feel like I could really relate to her. Like, she really described, like, the ideal image of a woman in that time. Um, to an extent. Okay, so that now brings us to our next topic of discussion. After this break, we'll have two new guests who will come in and give their opinions on the book. Welcome back. Now we would like to introduce two guests who have recently read the book. Hi, I'm Sophie. And I'm Mia. So, um, we're going to ask you some questions about the novel. So first, um, we would like to know what your favorite and least favorite parts of the book were. So my favorite part of the book was probably, well, this is kind of a spoiler alert, but during the um, hurricane at the end, because um, the action really picked up. And while at the beginning, um, parts of it were kind of slow at the end, it was her it was Janie and Tea Cake. And it was basically an adventure, an adventure that the two of them were going through. Um, and I thought that was probably my favorite part of the book. One of my favorite parts was when they were describing the story of Janie's parents and how she was born, because that was, like, the first time we really dove into her past, and I found that really interesting. Yeah, I think it would have helped also. I, I agree. I really liked that part, and I think it would have helped that um, if they had discussed a little bit more about her parents, because obviously Janie's free spirit and her ability to have multiple husbands do doesn't really show up in her grandmother, who was basically Janie's mother mother figure. 
Um, so I think if we had known a little bit even more about the parents, um, maybe not the person who raped her mom, but her mom, maybe we would have gotten a little bit more information on why Janie was such an adventurous spirit. Um, so, like, would you recommend this book to anybody? And, like, what was your overall opinion of the book? Good? Bad? Um, I would recommend this book. Um, I do know that in the beginning it starts off a little bit slow and sometimes it's hard to read the, um, the, uh, the language it's written in because it's, the dialogue's more phonetic. Um, but once you start, I mean, once you get into more of the action, um, the book's really interesting and honestly it's just the beginning that's a little bit slow. So I would recommend this. Yeah, once you start, you just have to keep going because the reading gets easier and the story picks up. Yeah, because the language was a little tough. Yeah, I was finding myself, I had to like reread a few passages like in my head to like understand what they were saying. And then I'd be like, oh, like that's what they were trying to say all along. But like as I progressed through the book, it became easier and easier because I just became adjusted to it. Yeah. So what were some of the like more important motifs or themes in the book? that you guys picked up while reading it. One thing I picked up was um, sun and the horizon, like sunset and stuff. Um, it wasn't as obvious of a motif, but when it was present, it was like present. Yeah. <laughs> also like nature and like trees, like in the beginning, trees represented Janie's like emotions and her love a lot mm -hmm. so that's I agree with the sunsets thing mainly because Janie every day is like a new day and for her it's like a brand new adventure um new things to happen and I think that kind of foreshadowed the sunsets foreshadowed her and her new relationships her new adventures living in new places so I definitely agree with that aspect of the themes slash motifs yeah with her story things were happening yeah like, and changing all the time yeah yeah, and also with, like, the pear tree in the beginning and how she was looking at the blossoms, like, blossoming and becoming more beautiful and more free, I guess. And that was when she, like, she obviously ended up with Logan first, but then, like, when she got away from him, it, like, reminded me of that. I didn't like Logan. I didn't well, either. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I don't think we did. She, he he was just, he was a box. He was a cage for Janie. And I think it was good that she was able to get out. And I think that was like a real important part of the story. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like another theme for her was um, marriage and honestly loving someone before you marry them, even though she ended up with Logan. Um, I think it was really important that she continued to keep going until she found Tea Cake, who she really loved. Yeah. All right. So that's about it for time. Um, we just like to thank you both for coming and discussing the book with us. And we are really glad to hear your opinions so that our readers slash listeners could understand just some opinions and see whether they really would like to dive into the book. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Wow, it was really great to get those fresh new opinions on the book in contrast to our opinions that have been shaped throughout having our both experts here earlier today. Um, so Christian, tell me, overall, what do you think of this book and would you recommend it to anybody? I think that this book is for a specific type of reader because in the beginning, it's very personal and about Janie's personal transformation. And towards the end, it's more action-based, but in the beginning... 
it's like kind of slow to someone who likes action after action. So I would recommend this for someone who enjoys more of a personal transformation than like an action-based plot. I definitely agree because I, I personally thought the book was overall okay. Um, I did enjoy reading about Janie and how she discovered herself after the various events that ha- occurred during the book. Um, but personally, I like a little more action in my novels. And when I read, I enjoy someone who's going and doing all these different things. But if anybody it enjoys more mellow, less dramatic reads, I highly recommend it um, because it is a great coming-of-age story. Um, I think that's all of our time for today. We'd like to say a big thank you to our experts and guests who were able to give their opinions and knowledge on the book, as well as Ms. Bonzi and Mr. Orlando, who gave us much guidance on how to put this podcast together. And finally, thank you to you, our listeners, who put up with us for a whole half an hour. We hope you enjoyed the discussions today and will tune in to our next episode of BBM Book Review. I'm Annika. And I'm Christian. And thank you. Thank you.